Welcome to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Well, hello. Thank you once again for joining us here on Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron Lindsay, and I'm here in the studio with Dr. Banning right now. Dr. Banning, how are you? I'm doing well. Well, this is going to be our final episode of the year of 2018 as we dive into the holiday season, which we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks anyway. Um, But we'll be back in January with some fresh new episodes and maybe some some different things going on with the podcast. But we want to remind everybody about our uh, our detox class that's coming up in January and uh, they can check our website or they can call the office here and get more information about that or you can check even uh, social media. Our Facebook page has some information about it. But uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about fitness. Fitness. Correct? Yes. <laughs> That's our yes. topic for the night. Now, when somebody, yeah, it, it sounds like, oh, we're going to talk about playing dodgeball and oh, physical yeah. education class or climbing a rope. Or lifting weights? No, no. Good. There's lots of definitions of fitness. Uh, I'm just going to review a few of them here. There's three that I know of. One is uh, a condition of being physically fit and healthy. Another is the ability to survive and reproduce. Um, And then the third one's what I'm interested in. It's the quality of being suitable to fulfill a particular role or task. So those are the three that you, that you know. I know of a fourth uh, definition of fitness. What's that? Uh, fitness whole pizza in my belly. What? No, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. That's my favorite kind of fitness. Oh, my gosh. So what kind of? <laughs> oh, it's a healthy pizza. So fitting this. Okay, <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, that's wow. Fitness. Fitness, fitness here, I'm pizza sorry. inside of my belly. I digress. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I guess that's another definition of fitness to for a particular role or task of eating massive quantities of food. Well, now when you put it like that, it takes the fun out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was doctor yeah. speak for don't be a pig. Yeah, you you really. <laughs> Caught me off guard on that. That was pretty quick. <clears throat> Sorry. And that's not original. I saw it on a t-shirt. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> oh, shoot. But I don't want to talk about that kind of fitness. Mm-hmm. I, well, I normally do. But tonight, I want to talk about uh, the, the fitness that you were speaking of. So, let's hit that. Okay. So, you know, when we think about exercising, most people have these pictures in their head of... I don't know. I'm 56 years old, so maybe Jane Fonda in her aerobic outfit with her headband oh, right. doing the aerobics. Remember, aerobics was really popular. Yeah. That was back in the 70s and 80s. Back when um, everybody was sweating to the oldies. and Right. Or they might think of somebody in a tracksuit that's jogging, you know, long distances. I mean, that became really popular when that Roger Bannister set that one-mile record. He yep. broke the four-minute uh, barrier. Um, or they might think of, you know, going in the gym and sweating and being in pain and just straining all the time. Or 
things like that. But it's really not what I'm talking about. That's kind of how my mind goes when somebody says they're into fitness. I, I, I immediately picture somebody, you know, lifting weights in the gym. and Yeah. It's got a lot of negative connotations. And so one of the questions we ask our patients is, uh, you know, what could you do better if we got rid of this for you? In other words, if you were more fit, what would you do? Um, you know, depending on what phase in life you're in. If you're a young person, that's going to be a lot different than somebody that's in their late 40s mid fifties, it's losing some of their fitness. They're losing some of their ability to function in life. And so that's where fitness can actually be fun. So that's what I want to talk about. So just to give you some statistics here, um, falls are the number one way that older people get into the hospital and eventually die. Mm. They might break their hip and then they get a MRSA infection or something goes really bad in a hospital, an error or a medication reaction. But, uh, you know, in, in come wintertime, a lot of people, they don't have enough balance. So when they get on the snow or the ice, they slip and fall on the concrete and, you know, they go off the hospital. Um, some mortality indicators for your level of fitness. In other words, a mortality indicator would be a indicator that would say, you know, if this person can't get off the floor very easily, but this person can, the other person, the person that cannot get off the floor very easy is, is not very fit. Okay. okay. Um, so Dr. Amen is a, he's a psychiatrist, neuropsychiatrist. He's written several books, but when we talk about neuroplasticity, that's the body's ability to adapt, to move, to change, to balance. And one thing he, he, he gave is, I was, at, I was at a lecture, and he said, if you can get up off the floor without using your hands, that means you are relatively fit. If you can't, that is a mortality indicator. We talk about how the brain works with your body, and your body communicates with your brain. And if you have poor communication or poor neuroplasticity, you're not going to be able to get up off the floor without using your hands. Now, when you say using your hands, are you... You are can't you, touch the floor. But you can use your arms for balance. I mean, not without touching You can't anything. touch anything with your hands. Okay, but you... So you basically sit... And then stand. And then you stand, yes. And you sit Indian style, and you do sit whatever Indian you want to do. You can okay. get up, use your legs, but you can't use your hands. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you can just carry it on to everyday life. Um, you know, you don't have to be a deadlift or a squatter in the gym, but... Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that will do a lot of heavy leg work or a lot of grunting in the gym, but they can't balance. They fail a lot of balance tests and posture tests. And so if you can stand on one leg for 30 seconds, that's good. Now, you want to stand on the right leg and then the left leg with equal time. If you're struggling on one side, you can work on that one side. Why would you want to do that? Well, you want better balance. So that'll reduce your chance of falling. So to test that, you just stand and then lift one foot? Do you stand like like a crane? Well, or? there's progressions. You can just lift the leg off in some random fashion, or you can bring it up to 90 degrees in front of you, or you can bend your knee behind you and yeah. keep your leg at 90 degrees. Okay. Um, then if you really want to get into it, you can close your eyes. Now, that's... And that's for younger people. I don't know of many old people. That can I don't do think... That. Thinking about that, I don't think of a 
end well for me. <laughs> Closing <Right>. my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so some other really basic functions. Number one, one of the number one causes of disability where somebody has to go into a home is they can't get up out of the chair. Or more importantly, they can't get off the commode. Mm. So they have to have someone help them. So what do we do with people like that when they come in and, you know, they're in their 60s and they're degenerated, they can't get up out of their chairs very easily. First thing I talk to them about is, hey, what's it like getting off the commode? Not good. We don't even talk about wiping. Yeah. Okay. So I asked him, I said, well, what would it be like if you could get up off that commode and out of that chair? Like, oh, that'd be awesome. Why would that be awesome? Well, I wouldn't have to have people helping me get off the commode. That'd be, yeah. So whatever it is that you're trying to be fit for, it's 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 actually not like going to the gym. It's just like training to be efficient in life and whatever task you want to do. So um, so you've seen the commercial, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. Absolutely, a lifeline commercial. And let me tell you something, that happens a lot. People laugh at that commercial, but it happens a ton of times. Yeah. My grandma fell down once, and she was, this is when grandpa was gone. She lived in an old farmhouse. And the mailman came, and usually grandma would come out and give him like a treat or something. She was old school. She'd take care of everybody that came to her house. And he didn't see her, and he thought, oh, that was kind of weird. And so, you know, he just gave a call to... uh to Uncle Don and just said, hey, what's, where's where's your mom at? He says, I don't know why. He says, well, I, I didn't see her outside doing chores or anything. She's just outside. Come to find out, Grandma had fallen down and she'd been on the floor for 18 hours. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And she was a mess, but she could not get up. So um, being able to get up off the floor, you know, is a big deal. Yeah. And so if you have a hard time getting up off the floor, maybe you need to work on that. There's a lot of things you can work on. So one of the things that we go over with patients, especially patients that are having a hard time getting up out of the chair, getting off the commode, is we'll we'll use a laser on them. That'll help their nerves function better. We'll also adjust their spine. We'll work on areas that are stuck and not moving and get those areas working better. But at the same time, we'll have them work on getting up out of the chair. And we'll have them do it 10 times a day. And as they do that, they get better at getting out of the chair. Now, we're talking 60 people, sixty years old and, and more, people that are not very healthy on a lot of medications. So they notice these changes, and it's like, wow. And so the next thing is as they're able to stand up and, and squat better, guess what else that gets better? Their bladder. They got incontinence. Well, man, my bladder's getting strong. Well, your core muscles are getting stronger. So that's helping you with your bladder. It's helping you with your bowels. That makes sense. Yeah, and so there's a there's a whole fall prevention program um, that it, it could just save billions of dollars preventing people from falling. And so, you know, I'll have a patient. It's like if they don't pass the standing leg raise test where they're standing on one leg and they can't I just say hey we got to work on this and they'll get better and they'll see the results and they're just like wow this was awesome what else can we do so we'll go on to something else but uh they know that they're you know they're, they're prone to fall and so they're like wow this is going to keep me safe this is going to keep me from possibly fracturing my bone and end up in the hospital 
you know, dying in the hospital. Because that's the biggest fear older people have. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I mean, it, it's so common. Like the other day we had a couple in our congregation. He fell down. She tried to help him get up. She fell down and hit her head on the sink. They both oh. were in a hospital. He passed away. And she ended up having a pretty bad little concussion. Wow. From the fall. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's very, very uh, common. That's terrible. It is. So, um, you know, so, so that's, those are more examples where people listening that are, that are middle-aged might, well, I'm not that way. Okay. Well, can you do a push-up? If you can, how many can you do? Um, can you do squats all the way down? Squatting position is one of the most important positions that you can be in. Um, if you look at people that do a lot of work on the ground and stuff like that, people from uh, third world countries and stuff, they, they take care of themselves. They wash things. They, they rake, they dig holes, stuff like that. Those people can squat all the way down. If you can squat all the way down with your butt to the back of your legs and, and hold that position for a couple of minutes, that's good. Very few people can do that. A lot fewer than people realize. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to picture myself. I, I could picture myself doing it, but I don't think I can. Yeah. And so when we sit, all those posture and core muscles are weakened, and that's our society basically sitting. Yeah. And so, um, you know, some other things that are good mortality indicators of posture. We had a podcast on posture. Remember the, the six senses? Mm-hmm. You sure do. Okay. You mean so, list them? <laughs> uh, well, I mean. I didn't know I was going to be tested. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, since you talked about fitness pizza in here as being fitness, <laughs> I'd throw that at you. <laughs> so, yeah, we got our eyes. We got our ears. We got our smell. We got our taste. We got our touch. That's five. Mm-hmm. And then we have position sense. So people that have a poor position sense in the gravity field They've got a higher mortality indicator. They don't know where their limbs are. The information coming from their body is distorted in their brain or their brain is not functioning with their body. It's, it's called a loss in neuroplasticity. So position sense is critical. And position sense, loss of position sense, comes with degeneration of the joints. It comes with nerve degeneration. It comes with brain degeneration. And so being able to Stand up, close your eyes, and touch your index finger or your pinky finger to the tip of your nose without looking. That's position sense. Being able to, gosh, dress yourself, you know, without looking. Can you imagine if you had to look at every button that you had to button? If you had to look at your zipping your pants up, if you had to look, putting, I mean, you know, we do so many things with our position sense. It's amazing. And so... As you degenerate, as you lose your level of fitness, your your position sense changes. It gets worse, and you don't realize it until next thing you know, you're falling. You're not as coordinated, and so we can go over some things that you can do to to improve that. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love yeah. to. to. It, it, it let's do that because I had a question about in our busy society, people who don't have time to work out, have a gym membership. 
I was going to ask you if there are small things we could do. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's go over some of those. Lots of small things. Um, one thing is is you can walk. I mean, walking's not that hard. You know. Yeah, I guess if you, you can walk to the mailbox, uh, you can take a walk around the block. I mean, if you're too busy to walk a quarter of a mile or a block every day, I mean, it's just probably not a very important priority. Yeah, and that's not like going to a gym. No. That's, you could do that wherever you are yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. Something else you can do is uh, you can do squats, just air squats. You know, you come down, hold it, and come back up. Do about 10 of them three times a day. Um, you know, some other things that you can do. See how well you can stand on one leg versus the other. Now, if you're into kind of a game or something like that, get get the second meter out, the second clock on your uh, phone, and see how long you can do one leg, and then see how long you can do the other leg. Okay. Um, some other things. Um, I got something called the lottery pose where you've just won the lottery, just pretending, of course, mm-hmm. and you just put your hands up in the air, pull your head all the way back, look into the sky, and stand straight on your legs and just pull, totally just stand up and extend backwards. Um, that's really good. And, you know, if you can do that with your eyes closed, that's great. Um, another one is to pull your neck and shoulders back. Um, I mean, all these things. Basically, if you look at your posture when you sit... It's doing the exact opposite yeah. posture of, of sitting. You're right. Yeah, and sitting just degenerates everybody. It makes people very poor at moving, very poor at position sense, and very clumsy. I bet. I haven't heard this, but I bet the average American sits 75% of the day. Yeah. Do you remember in, I don't know, when was smoking so big? Uh, 70s and 80s. Marlboro Man? Yeah. Yeah, he died of cancer. Yeah. But there was a big campaign to get rid of smoking. And you know what they're saying now? They're saying sitting is a new smoking. And the reason they say that is because if you have a sedentary lifestyle and you sit, your body adapts to that level of fitness. And so guess what? When you want to get out and walk or exercise or just go grocery shopping, you have a hard time doing it as you get older. I'll never forget we had a patient. He was a Marine. And, man, he was a tough son of a gun. He loved to cook. But what would happen is, what happened to him this particular time, he was like in his 60s, and he got out to cut his grass in the spring, and he realized he couldn't do it. This is the first time he couldn't cut his own grass. He came into us, and he just told me, he says, Hey, I don't know what's happened to me, but I, I just can't. I can't start my mower. And I, I, I don't even feel like I can push my mower. And this had happened to him over the wintertime. So what happened is his body just deconditioned. He doesn't do anything in the wintertime. Then all of a sudden people get up, you know. And this whole trend happens when you're younger. People, oh, man, I went out and raked a bunch of leaves. I can hardly move. Yeah. Well, as you get older, it's worse. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, I, I fell down and broke my hip. And you go into the hospital or I had a stroke or I had a heart attack. But you see how it gets worse. It starts out, you know, when you're younger, like you hurt something, you know, but you'll be all right. Or, you know, and then as you continue to get older, you have more serious problems because you're sitting your whole life. And so that's what's so sad. And then when you sit, then you go home. What do you do? You look at the iPad. You look at the phone. You look at the TV. You sit on the couch. Yeah. So, you know, this whole thing of being fit, fit, it doesn't mean to 
go to the gym, it just means to try and be fit for your day-to-day activities. If it's being a dad and playing with your kids or your grandkids, if it's getting down on the floor and wrapping presents, um, if it's getting out and taking care of your house, you know, cleaning the gutters, just to be fit. But to get up on a ladder when you have poor balance, yeah, that's not good. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. And so there's lots of people that fall and they don't realize it, but they, they don't have a routine. But but your brain and your body can actually learn to do some of these simple tasks if you do it. Now, a younger person is not going to train to get up on a ladder. But if you're an older person and you know you've got issues <laughs> and you knew there was a way to train to make it so you could get up on a ladder very easily and pull the leaves out of your gutter. Yeah. I mean, that'd be good. Yeah. Keep them out of the hospital. Well, that sounds good. Nobody wants to be in the hospital. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not I. You know, I have, uh, I'm 51, and I still get up on our roof and sweep it off. Because there's a lot, we're surrounded by trees. Our house is almost in a forest. Uh, so raking and blowing leaves and sweeping off my roof. Um but I noticed the last, it was about two weeks ago, I climbed up on top of the roof to sweep it off. And I noticed it wasn't nearly as easy as it used to be. And that's the first time I've actually noticed it. Mm-hmm. Just climbing the ladder, you know, my knees are hurting. Um, and then climbing onto the roof and coming down. It was, uh, it, there's signs, even me, who I thought would never get old. You know, there's signs right. that, that it's time for me to start really focusing on getting getting back in shape. Yeah. Flexibility is another one. The muscles get tight when you sit. Um, your hamstrings get tight when you stand up. Hamstrings pull on your hips, and your hips are attached to your back. Um, the shoulders roll forward, head rolls forward. So it's just everything is just way out of balance posturally. And you can handle it for a little while, but as you get older, um, things just don't work. Right. And so it's really important to have some kind of understanding, well, what kind of fitness level do I want? What You know, well... If I want to be a vegetable, I don't have to do anything. I can just be a burden on everybody, not do anything, not take responsibility. But at some point, you got to figure out, you know, hey, this is going south pretty quick. And a lot of people don't know that. They'll go to their doctor, they'll get drugs, they'll get, you know, if they break something or hurt something or sprain something, they'll get physical therapy, but they won't get any kind of fitness training. Right. You know, for, for I would call it for efficient living or for, for living on your own. Do you do that type of thing with your clients? Do you work on having a specific uh, custom workout? Yeah, we try to do that. One of the things I'll tell my patients, I'll say that you don't, we make the treatment plan fit your needs, not you fit the treatment plan. Okay. And I also say, I don't know the patient initially. I don't know how your body heals, but you have to tell me, you have to communicate with me. And we'll have identified some issues that they've got in their life, you know, like, you know, I used to ride horses. I can't ride horses anymore because I don't have a good balance or, you know, whatever. And so it's like, oh, well, let's just prescribe a, a routine for you to help you get better. Um, or I can't get out of the chair. I can't have a hard time getting out of the commode. Mm-hmm. You know, not falling in the commode. That's different. Getting off of the commode. I yeah. said get out. Get Getting off of the commode, <laughs> yes. Um, and so, you know, we'll help them with that. We'll give them exercise for that. And then they're like, wow, well, this is awesome. Well, what else can we do? And so gait training, things like that. Um, you know, and so there's lots of things that you can do, and it's not it's not complicated. Good. 
Good. Yeah. And the reason I asked that, I remember that when I wrapped up my, uh, I, I originally came in for back aches and, and other issues, sleeping issues and things like that. But after we uh, resolved everything, uh, your, uh, one of your uh, employees gave me uh, exercises to continue to, to make sure that I stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. And it just, I didn't even think about it at the time, but they, it pretty much were custom made for, for what I had been dealing with. Yeah. And most of them today are for people to sit is for poor posture. That's what most of the exercises are for. And understand this too. Your brain loves motion. It absolutely loves it. It feeds off of it. Motion is a generator of energy for your brain. You got a little area in your brain called the cerebellum. Mm -hmm. It's a motion center. It's like the flywheel to your brain. All your movements are smooth when that cerebellum is working properly. The only way you can feed that part of your brain is by movement. If you sit and don't move, your brain will adapt to a sedentary lifestyle and then you'll be, you'll, you won't be fit. What's somebody to do if they're in their mid forties, they have an office job, a middle-aged person goes in and sits at a desk eight, 10 hours a day. What would you recommend? Get up off your butt and move. <laughs> <laughs> Take a break every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, sit-stand desks are good. Oh, I love those things. Yeah. Um, go out and, uh, you know, walk a couple of flights of stairs. Um, go outside and go for a walk. Gosh. It's pretty basic. I mean, you can almost yeah. just, just think about it and come up with what you need to do. Yeah, it's not hard. Um, you know, get on the Internet and look at some routines for somebody that's got a sedentary lifestyle. You know, the, the biggest thing with sedentary lifestyle is the blood pressure goes up, you know, and, uh, you know, things just start falling apart. And it's one day, you know, all of a sudden you have chest pain or something like that. And you're in the hospital getting stuff done you never wanted to have done in the first place. But it was just because of a sedentary lifestyle. The other killer is when you have a sedentary lifestyle, eat a lot. And yeah. people, people, a lot of people tend to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's not hard. It's, it's, it's really pretty easy. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, I think a lot of people can get out there and really improve their lifestyle just by motion, getting in yeah. motion. Yeah, walking. If you walked, you know, 15 minutes a day, you would reduce your chance of a heart attack um, by quite a bit. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's something we all, pretty much all of us can do. Yeah. And it's well worth it. I mean, you might not think it is, but as you get older and you realize, you know, um, your inability to, to do the things you want to with your family to, well, shoot, I wasn't able to take a hike with a family because I just don't think I can, I can handle it. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. You know, so my wife is big, you know, you know, my wife's big about hiking all the time. Yeah. And I used to go with her and hike a lot. Um, but haven't been lately because, mm-hmm. well, for one thing, I've just been too busy, but, um, it would probably do me some good to get out there and hike with her one or two weekends. Yeah, take a hike. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> well, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to thank you, Dr. Banning for, for the information that you've given us on, uh, fitness. And, and I'm sure we'll revisit this subject again because it's so deep, but we're almost out of time for the day. And I wanted to remind our listeners one more time that why not start 2019 off uh, with a good cleanse and detox. Get ready for a fantastic physical new year. 
make 2019 your healthiest year in a long time. And we got a class uh, here at the offices. If you're in Middle Tennessee, you can join us here live uh, on January the 7th. I think we're meeting at uh, 6 or 6.30. It's on our 6.30 on our, mm-hmm. it's on our Facebook page. You can actually uh, click on the Facebook page there and let us know that you're interested. Or you can call the office here. Uh, Dr. Banning's office number is area code 615-672-7878. And we can give you the information that you need to know there. And we've got a, we've got a few people already signed up. We're excited about it and really looking forward to a healthy uh, 2019. Dr. Benning, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we leave? Nope. Well, I'd like to wish you and all of our listeners a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And you and I will be back in January. Awesome. Looking forward to it. So everybody have a healthy, safe, and healthy New Year. Uh, Check us out online and uh, check us out on social media, White House Chiropractic. Have a good one. We'll see you next year.